everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Rewatch Project with Hannah and Mike. I am Mike and with me as always is Hannah. How are you today? I'm well, thank you very much. Saturday night. It is. We've got our, our soft drinks. Saturday night at the movies. Saturday night's a great night for football. That's from the last Boy Scout. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to carry on singing. No. Um, Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> Saturday night, that's how that's the way you move. <laughs> Pretty baby. Do that piece of shit. <laughs> Weak, Weakfield. That was from the, uh, the oeuvre of Weakfield. But anyway, yes, we are back. We are talking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, specifically, the seventh episode of season six, uh, the episode Told Ya. Um, before we get into that, though, um, quick <laughs> okay, little bit. Okay, thank you. Told Ya. <laughs> <laughs> Very musical, very musical. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we are talking about that and um, a little bit of housekeeping. We appreciate feedback. Uh, you can email us at rewatchprojectspodcast at gmail.com or you can leave us messages on our YouTube channel if that is how you consume the podcast. Uh, we also appreciate reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. just means it pushes up the rankings and means that uh, the likelihood of people stumbling across us is greatly increased so please do that and also check out our social media namely instagram and twitter where in both instances we are at rewatch proj and check out our friend shows as well uh namely choose stroker versus Penta, the good the bad and the odd talk about rhythm podcast film bastards entertainment landfill and his film home movie so please do check out all of those um i think that is all of the housekeeping so uh, hannah please tell us what we're talking about this evening Tonight we are talking about Toja. Toja. Do, 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 do. Um, right, so it says, After finding themselves in yet another gambling dilemma, a mysterious stranger offers Enoch and Fitzsimmons a ride home. It is directed by Keith Potter. Okay. What's Keith Potter do? Son of Harry. Not. <laughs> uh, Keith Potter. He has, oh, he was a producer on Jeff Bell's latest thing, Fund the Bat. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Um, he directed two episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., an episode of Slingshot, um, and was also first and, sister, first and second assistant director for 75 episodes of Agents of well, S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. So, very much intrigued. We've seen a lot of that this season, haven't we? People who have been very involved in the show in, um, I, don't have to, I don't want to say less essential capacities, but no, less flashy different, ones. different ways. Who yeah. seem to have um, stepped up, so that's good. He's um, He seems to have done mostly first and second assistant director roles. Cool. Well, good for him. Um, and a lot of production assistant stuff. Um, early on, like 20 years ago kind of thing. Very nice. Uh, and it is written by Mark Leitner. Okay, who has written episodes. Yeah, he has written one before, I believe. There we go. Um, yeah, so looking forward to it. Awesome, cool. Okay, um, before we get on to that, do we have any feedback, Anna? Oh, yes, we do. Um, and before we do any feedback, um, I just want to share with the listeners um, the conversation you and I had earlier where um, I told you that 
I had come up with a really good name that the podcast should have been. Yes. Um, I just need to get it out there so you can all understand the way my mind works. When well, I'm putting slowly. our son to bed, yeah, very see, yeah. slowly, it's taken years, but I was putting our son to bed, lying in bed thinking, we really should have called the podcast Deja View. I know. They, oh. As in viewing. View. I can almost, I can see the, the logo, but it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, it's too late for a rebrand now, isn't it? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, we've put in but, two uh, years of promoting just, the show. Just, uh, just know that that's going through my head all the time. Anyway. You know, so know that one of our listeners is now going to start that podcast. <laughs> it will become hugely successful on, purely on the basis of the cleverness of its name. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've, um, we've, we'll, we've time-stamped the recording of this yeah. episode. Okay, Deja so. Vu is mine. Yeah, so Deja Vu, we're coming for you. <laughs> Uh, right, so we have. I'll do the YouTube comments first. Okay. Um, Silver Surfer says. I noticed. Didn't he actually put little musical notes? Oh, I don't know. Next to, or is that on a different I'll, comment? Oh, I'll have to see. I haven't read them, so. Um, no, no. I, I thought like before and after where it says. I thought he. Yeah, actually I know, but I haven't. I haven't. Oh, opened, yeah, I mean, it's in, like the first. No, sentence. no, I okay. haven't. I haven't opened any of them. Um, right, so he his first comment says, This episode was fantastic. Flashbacks are so well done and always love seeing the Doctor. I completely agree with yep. you. Oh, yeah, here's the second one. Silver Surfer says, <laughs> uh, Just wanted to say I always enjoy listening to you both. Appreciate the work you do in creating this amazing place for us dorks. Well, from one dork to another, mm. you're welcome. We are t- Together we are stronger. Indeed, and I completely agree. It's always um, a good episode when the Doctor. The thing that I like the most about when people send us feedback is when people relate geeky things to memories from their lives. Oh yeah, I like it when people talk about remembering watching something when they lived somewhere, and or watching something with their parents, or or, the effect it's had on them. Yeah, in their yeah. life is. Yeah. I, 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 it's really nice to because because I associate that. I I mean, and I, I talk about this a lot on the podcast. Like you know, I remember when we covered um, Millennium. Um, you know, I've got really clear memories of when I watched that and where I was in my life, and just literally, you know, where I lived and the people who would come round and watch it and that whole experience. And I think that's so important. Mm. I think that when you're rewatching something sometimes you're uh, and it's like it's like this with music or anything like that you're connecting with your own past mm. um, and if it's not your own past then it's it's just the larger cultural past of the thing that you're watching or and, and I love that you know I, mean, I love breaking things down and talking about how they were made and talking about you know um, subtext and all that kind of stuff um, but also it's just it's really nice to have those sensory memories as well and I like hearing other people's yeah Hundred percent agree. Right, Jack Dub says um, I would need my own podcast just to talk about how much I love this wonderful episode. So instead of talking about the whole thing, I will concentrate on my favourite scene, the one where Fitz sees his dead body. This scene is loaded with meaning and double meanings. You have Yo Yo wondering if Fitz's mother knows that he is dead, and Mac replies that Simmons has reservations. Now, is that reservations to travel and tell Mrs. Fitz in person, or is Mac saying that Gemma has reservations about telling anyone outside of the circle? The way I took that 
was that she had reservations of telling everyone because as far as she's concerned, he's not dead. Mm. That it was, if it was any other world apart from S.H.I.E.L.D., I'd say that it was denial. But it isn't denial because he is still out there, you know. So I think it's more um, why cause problems when when it might actually not be necessary. That's that's the way I took it. But I might be misunderstanding what he's saying. Um, He says, next up we have Daisy. But that is a great scene, sorry, just to comment on that. Uh, next up, we have Daisy taking the wedding ring off of the other Fitz's cold, dead finger in order to give it to Gemma. I haven't been to a lot of wakes, or any for that matter, but I'm not sure that pilfering jewellery from corpses is the done thing, especially when you do without the consent of the widow slash next of kin. Maybe someone can enlighten me. Yeah, that is an odd one, because I get it. Uh, in TV logic, it's a nice thing, but isn't that's, surely that's for her to do? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't considered that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I'll be honest with you, I don't think I even noticed the moment in the episode. I was probably writing a note <laughs> or something on my well, phone. You, I don't think you see her take it off his finger, but she gives it to Simmons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Ian Fleming has been in touch again. Hey. Um, hello again. Hannah, thank you for reading out my feedback. Mike, since you asked in your latest episode, no. I was not named after the author of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, The Magical Car. <laughs> yeah, people forget that Ian Fleming... Not only did Ian Fleming write that, but it, the film version was produced by the Broccolis, who produced the Bond movies as well. Oh, wow. um, Scariest I... screen villain of all time is the child catcher from uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang as well. I'll tell you what, forget Pennywise, mm-hmm. bloody child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang from like... Nightmarish Sunday afternoons in the late 1970s on ITV. I was named after an uncle who died before I was born, although his name was spelt I A I N. Okay. Um, thank you also for taking the time to consider my Agent Carter suggestion. I didn't want to directly come out and ask if you could do it as a Sorbet episode, although that would be great. I do appreciate that after doing 13 back-to-back episodes of MCU content, you may want to tackle something that isn't related to Marvel or even comic books for that matter. Since you've done the pilot for Miami Vice, can I be cheeky and suggest as a Sorbet the pilots for either the A-Team, Airwolf or Magnum P.I.? Anyway, Hannah and Mike, it's your podcast, so I'm content to leave it up to you. Kind regards, Ian. Thank you, Ian. Thank a couple you, of things Ian. there. What I will say is um, we actually covered the pilot episode of Airwolf on my other podcast. Yeah. But I don't think that episode's up anymore. And also, no. um, I interviewed, it's up on our YouTube channel, Donald Belisario, who created Magnum PI and Airwolf. Yeah. Uh, so check those out. I'd love to cover the, the pilot of the A-Team. I think that'd be really good fun. The pilot episode's just a fun little movie in its own right. Mm. But as far as Agent Carter goes, I think it'd be really nice to do that as a sorbet between the first and second season of whatever show we do after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because it'd be quite nice to come back. Actually, that's a good idea. To, to that universe. Yeah, that and the thing about idea. Agent Carter is that that first season particularly, I think I said last time, works really well as like a neat little kind of Marvel Phase 1 vibe miniseries mm, yeah. you know um, and I, I, I'd, I'd love to carry on doing Marvel stuff because he's such a part of um, the culture you know and we both have a big love for it like it's it's definitely been something that as a couple we've enjoyed yeah and, and it together. was funny actually because I mean we um, it's sort of 
come up with our relationship as well you know like well, the, yeah we moved in together just before the first Avengers yeah film. yeah so so I mean we, we we were dating during phase one it was phase yeah. one of our relationship <laughs> in many ways yeah and we should start referring it to that as well we it's phase one like, yeah you're like oh do you remember back in phase three when because uh, I remember that I mean I remember when I remember the beginning of phase two when um Iron Man 3 came out um your family was staying with us yeah you know, we were getting married. Yeah, yeah. The beginning of phase two. It was literally the beginning of phase two. <laughs> so I mean, there is this uncanny. Yeah. Now, imagine if we got divorced when Endgame came out. <laughs> that would be really appropriate, wouldn't it? Oh, God. The less said about Ant Man, <laughs> the better. Though we'll just move past that one. <laughs> Oh, micro Mike, the uh, <laughs> Steven Soderbergh movie. No, I, I think I, th- I think it'd be really nice to come back and do that. Um, you know, and also it, I think it'd be quite nice that you know we've got listeners who've come to us because of Agents of Shield, um, and it would be nice to hold on to them with you know perhaps with the the promise of more Marvel content to come. You know, yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, I don't see us doing necessarily too many really long shows. You know, because, nice. I mean, this is a seven-season show. Mm. I can't really think of any other seven-season show that we'd do, probably. That we'd want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it would have to be something that we had a real burning desire to just rewatch anyway, mm. and it coincided with... I mean, there are seven seasons... I think the only seven-season shows that I can imagine as considering, perhaps, would be maybe, at a push, Deep Space Nine or Buffy. In in years time, I think yeah. maybe may, but maybe when eventually possibly Deep Space Nine comes out on HD or something, mm-hmm. who knows? Because they're both shows that I could imagine us rewatching again one day. Yeah, thank you. That's good stuff. And lastly, we have a voicemail. Yeah, <laughs> it's from Jace. He has said, "Here is my voicemail with my latest thoughts. It's eight and a half minutes long, so I do waffle a bit." So if you want to chop bits out, I won't be offended. Cheers, okay. Jace, who is not as ace as Mace. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody um, is as ace as Mace. Jace, you are acer than Mace. Yeah, er. you keep up and, the pace. Uh, you do keep up the pace, and we are not going to edit you at all. No. We are just going to play. Absolutely. It's uh, Saturday night, grand off of football. Absolutely. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Mike. Uh, Jason from Chester here. Um answering the call <laughs> um yeah i uh, just listened to the last episode um got just a note about that and a little note on the one before as well um in the last episode um the character of atara um i think she is some of the reason um in the last little facebook uh, not facebook youtube message i sent you um, I was saying about how much that snowflake bird got on my nerves when I watched through it the first time. Uh, I think another reason why I kind of like forgot about this season is because of Atara as well. I find her really boring. Um, and I don't really think it's the actress's fault. She was just there to move the story on. I don't think she was given that much to do. And it seems like that actress was good enough where she kind of like added something I don't um, I don't to a really one-dimensional problem. character, really, to make them at least 
least a little bit interesting. Um, but because she didn't have much to do, I don't think she could really lift it into being a character that anyone would like, really. So when Enoch took her out, you know, near the end of the episode, I wasn't sorry, <laughs> really. Um, yeah, but like I said, I don't think that's the actress's fault. You know, the character of Atara was just there to be a peril for Fitzsimmons to get over and, and Enoch as well, obviously. Um, yeah, really enjoyed that episode. Apart from that, um, you know, everything that you said um, on the podcast, uh, on your recording was was right. You know, all the Fitzsimmons stuff. Um, the two dark sides making out was a bit weird <laughs> I don't know where that came from it just I think they just couldn't resist oh that would be a funny yeah. idea let's just stick it in yeah. um, wasn't really any rhyme or it just makes sense it, in a weird think. way um, even their darkness know, is attractive with, the, uh, with Leopold's tasting women him going from Ada to you know um Simmons Ringu is a bit weird, but it was it was funny in the moment. Um, that's probably why they've done it. Um, it up once in a while, we? Yeah, a little bit on the episode before the May Sarge fight in the cockpit. Very good fight, um, and you guys focusing on May putting Sarge's hand on his lap like she did to Coulson. Um, I think. I just took it as the reason why she did that is because she talked to Sarge more and she kind of hopes that her Coulson is in there somewhere. Mm, Um, Obviously, she also knew that she'd have to get him back to S.H.I.E.L.D. to kind of like tease that Coulson out, which is why she knocked him out. But it's also why she placed his hand on his lap. Um... You know, she knocked him out because he's Sarge and she put the hand on his I lap. I think she was coming around to what he was saying a little bit. Her belief. Um, yeah, so I thought that was interesting, just just how I saw that bit. Um, yeah, it's weird how memory works. Um, I remember, Mike, you were asking about my age before when I sent you that voice message about... Um, Star Trek and what to watch and what not to watch and how to get into it. Um, I'm only a couple of years younger than you. Um, I'll be 48 in March. Um, so, yeah, the reason why I never really got into Star Trek was because uh, when I was young and it was on, um, you know, back then we only had, well, two TVs in the house, one in the living room and one in my parents' room. And so I never really had access to watching my own stuff, the stuff that was on the TV was my parents' stuff, and I kind of used to watch TV at night time, but uh, Star Trek was never on, um, so I never really got into it. I never really got into anything in them days, because I never really had any control over the TV. Um, yeah, it made me laugh when you paid the Benson theme, why I'm talking about memory. Um, as soon as you played it, I knew the theme. Yeah. I never used to watch Benson, but the theme, I just knew it. It started humming it as soon as you played it. So it's weird how memory works. I'm at the age now where I walk into the room to do something or get something 
but then something else sticks out to me so I do that second thing and then walk out again forgetting why I went in oh, in yeah. the first place I've done go that downstairs, the whole sit down and get comfortable <laughs> then remembered why I went into the room in the first place so then I have to get up again and go do that first yeah. thing um, yeah, so that's how my memory works but yeah. you know you played a theme that I haven't heard since I was I don't know seven maybe and I just <laughs> knew it immediately that was a bit mad um, yeah interesting Doctor Who conversation that was something else that I never really got into until they rebooted it um, Christopher Eccleston is actually my favourite Doctor I loved the Christopher Eccleston Doctor just grumpy old man Doctor Who like why am I doing this why am I saving these people what is the use <laughs> yeah. but he'd, he'd do it anyway like seemingly begrudgingly but obviously you know he was doing it because he loved the human race and mm. you know the guys that were trying to hurt him were doing it for nefarious reasons and he could help so he helped um, complaining while he did it I loved him um, and I think that doctor helped David Tennant because David Tennant was such a polar opposite such a happy-go-lucky smiley doctor you know, um, I think after the grumpy one they had before, people really took to him because he was so... Pierce Brosnan after Timothy Dalton, isn't it? ...eager to go out on adventures and do stuff. Um, yeah, so I think that's why he was so big. Um, I know you don't like him much, Mike, but he, David Tennant is a charming bastard, and he was as the Doctor. Um, so, yeah, I liked that. I kind of fell out of it when Matt Smith came in. Um I should watch him because I've heard nothing but high praise about him as a doctor. So I'm going to have to watch through them at some point. Um, Not kind of fell out of watching X-Files as well. I don't know why. I was enjoying it. Just, I don't know, started watching other stuff and I've changed job recently. So that's obviously changed all the uh, um, processes in my house. You know, how a house works and then you something changes like the, you know your timings change or something and that throws everything out of whack so oh, yeah. Um, so yeah I'll get on the X-Files again um, definitely worth it yeah so that's about it really um, I am enjoying season 6 more than I did last time I think um, and I think it's because I've seen it before that I'm enjoying it more um, yeah makes big difference because I knew as soon as I saw Snowflake, because I knew that she annoyed me, I kind of like was expecting it. So she wasn't as annoying this time because <laughs> obviously I knew she was. Well, it's not taking you by annoying. surprise, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, she still gets on my nerves, but because I know she's annoying, I can live with it. Um, yeah, so yeah, you guys keep doing what you're doing. Um, you do it really well, and I will speak to you soon. Bye bye. Thank you. Ah, oh, Jace, it was a great email. Didn't feel like eight minutes. Yeah, why would we want to be um, editing that? that no, was no, awesome. no. Um, Thank you, mate. Yeah, that was great. And um, yeah, I'll be, so I'm curious to know if, if you did you start watching Star Trek after oh. the recommendations? You know, oh, I don't know. Be sort of, you know, let, let us know. And as far as the X Files goes, what I would say is now is a great time to actually watch it because it's available. In HD, it's never looked as good as it looks now. It's completely available. And I think that, in some ways, it's a really nice show. to Because Hannah and I, will we'll have a week where we'll watch a whole bunch of episodes. And then we're going to watch it for a while. And it's the kind of show where you can do that. Yeah. You can just sort of 
Um, like the Twilight Zone or one of those shows, you can just sort of go for a phase. You can watch a burst of episodes and then step away from it for a while and then go back to it. I think it gets harder to do that as you get further on because you get a bit of natural momentum, but yeah. uh, it's, it's but, actual deal. Like, we totally get what you mean about like your routine changing. When I went to university, your... I, lo- I lost track of so many shows. And yeah, well, like, and I think even more so now, like with the kids and everything, yeah. if something changes in terms of timing of when we do things like what time we have dinner and what time we do showers and yeah. bath and bed and all that for the kids, it means what what time we have for viewing changes and uh, it means what we select to watch becomes different. And well, I'm sure that's the got. same for, for Jace. It's like I'm really pushing Hannah to watch The Bear on Disney Plus. And my main motivation is 25-minute episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we can just get one in real easy. But, um, but no, and the other thing is, as well, is it's changed over time as well, because it used to be before streaming. Um, and we had video recorders, but people were terrible. There's probably about 20 people in the entire world who actually knew how to set videos so, to record. Oh, so, so what would happen did. would be people would miss a couple of episodes of a show or they'd move and they'd get into a new routine. And because it was always, you know, that show would be on a Thursday night, maybe in their new place to do something different on a Thursday night. Now, though, obviously, we live in the streaming age, so that's not an issue. But what happens now, the pressure now is the volume of content. Yeah. So if you don't watch something for a little while and you lose that, it's easier for a show to lose somebody's attention now. Because there's so many other things. Well, we've, pull, we've still got a full attention. season of Better Call Saul yeah, to watch. Yeah. And I know we'll get to it eventually, but I just can't fit it in yeah, at the yeah, moment. Yeah, exactly. So there's, so if you slip out of the habit of watching a show, um, that might be it. You know, whereas back in the day, when the, you know, there was there was may, might actually only have been maybe two or three shows on TV mm. that were actually quality enough to keep your interest yeah i mean that was one of the reasons why absolutely I mean, to go back to the x-files everyone watched the x-files pretty much everybody in the world watched that show i didn't uh, and a big part of that was that's what i'm gonna watch <laughs> you know was, i mean seriously yeah. i mean it was almost i mean back in that era you'd have one good there'd be one good sitcom on the air one good drama one good so it was like that was it it was like okay that show's the science fiction show that everybody watches. Yeah. So we don't need to make any of the science fiction show, guys. And, yeah. and, I mean, how times have changed. I mean, that's the big effect in some ways that Marvel's had on everyone is the fact that it used to be. You know, you can only put out a Star Wars film every three years because any more people will uh, get bored of it. Or, you know, you can't have two different people playing Batman because it'll confuse audiences. Mm. All that's gone out the window because Marvel came along and went, no, we disagree with that. We reckon you could put out three of these things a year and people are still going to see them. Mm. And they did. Yeah, and that and that changed everything. Everybody else was just like, "Oh, okay, well, you can just do a shitload of stuff." Then it's like Star Wars, you know. It went from being three films every fifteen years to like multiple TV shows, and just, yeah. it's, just it's a different world. But uh, but I thank you for that. What a what a um, a heartening amount of feedback to have after the the, the, the Christmas drought. And lovely to have uh, all different mediums: email, voicemail, yeah, holograms, oh, holograms smoke signals. <laughs> If anyone wants to send us a little video clip of them talking at us, then yeah, go yeah, that'd for be great. It. Um, but cool. Okay, so that is that, I suppose. Absolutely. Let's watch. Yes. So um, 
Feedback always appreciated, as I mentioned earlier on, VeryWatchProjectPodcast at gmail.com or comments on YouTube. So uh, we're going to hit pause, we're going to watch Tolja, uh, and then we will come back and we will discuss. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome to Film Bastards, a podcast where three friends, two of them married and two of them podcasting life partners, chat everything from new releases, trailers, news, and an eclectic mix of other film goodies. Oh, and many, many, many tangents. You can find them by searching your podcast provider, or check them out on Twitter and Instagram by searching Film Bastards. You never know, you might like it. And if you don't, well, we don't really give a f- and we are back. We've just finished watching the seventh episode of season six of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the episode Told You. Hannah, what do you think? Oh, yeah, it was good. Um, lots of Told You face from Sarge slash Coulson. Lots of Told You face and lots of I'm going to tell you face. Yeah, I didn't want that anyway. Huh. Yeah. If you think you've robbed me, think again. There's a, there's a bit where um, like, he turns around and he's looking out the window and only the audience can see him and he's just like, yeah, bitch, I'm going to get you. It's It feels like he's pulling the finger at Mac with his hand shielded, yes. you know, yeah. like you do to your parents when you were really mad but you didn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it was it was good, and um, I thought Enoch had some absolutely classic lines. Love it when he, uh, um, uh, the guy on Kitson says he's going to go work in the brothel, and he's like, I don't know how I feel about that. That they need to get that guy in Star Trek. Yeah, he was just born he's to got be in Star Trek. Such a good voice. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, Wait, I love the way you your mid sentence. <laughs> I can't help it. (laughs) I don't choose to yawn just in the middle of things. It's like um, in The Simpsons where Homer has got sleep apnea and it gets so bad that he has it while he's awake. (laughs) He's just sitting there going... (laughs) You were basically at that point before you got your sleep mask. My God. Um, I'll never forget the trip back from Heathrow when we dropped my family back there after our wedding. And I said to you, you've got to stay awake in the car to keep me company because it, it was late. And you just, like, you were like, yep, yep, fine. <laughs> just as you were saying yes, you were falling asleep. The gentle per- I was snoring whilst speaking. Yeah. <laughs> you woke yourself up so many times snoring. Wow. <sighs> ah. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Anyway. Um, yes, what did you think of it? I thought it was, I think this is a really underrated episode. Because I, I tend to I don't look too much into the episodes before we um record, but I do I usually I see the IMDB score, I usually catch it, but just uh, I usually have a slight sense of them. And I think that this episode is generally regarded as quite a middling one for the season, but it's actually one of my favourites. And one of the reasons for that is that I think that what this show started to do, this isn't a criticism, it's something I've noticed that a lot of shows do in their later, start to do in their later seasons. The X-Files did this. Buffy definitely did this, Where is where they'll have very occasional, very big, splashy episodes. Mm. Like, I think the last episode was kind of one of those in some ways. And then... and. Then they'll have very quiet episodes. And I think that this 
was a really nice classic Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode. And I think that it felt probably more so than any episode this season or even last season, it felt very heavily populated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it felt like we've had lots of people leave the show and come. We've had lots of episodes where these people are off here. These And this, mm. that's still the case to a certain extent. But this just it felt very ensemble. It wasn't like a skeleton crew. Well, it wasn't a, right, we're going to follow these characters and then just check in on everyone else in the Mm. little sort of post-credit bumper scene. It was just an episode where... It was sort of very even-handed in that sense. Yeah, all the story got some time, all Mm. the characters got some time, and whilst they weren't necessarily all in place, we got to enjoy it. And I think that, in some ways, it was just a quintessential episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And even the slight... It felt, although Sarge is still being Sarge, he kind of felt like Coulson was back a little bit as well because he was there and present with them. And because Sarge was starting to be a little bit more Coulson-y, mm. um, I think all of those things just contributed to it being a, just a very entertaining, um, populated episode of the show. And I yeah. think it was um, one of the better episodes of this season so far. Mm. My opinion. But should we break it down and yeah. uh, explore why down, that might y'all. be? Um, I, really I, th- I think sometimes as well, the other thing is, sorry, just to go back to the IMDb score thing, is I think often episodes that come after, quote, big episodes often get treated unfairly. Mm. Um, well, they're, they're generally the ones you enjoy the most as well. Like it, every season after a big a big episode, you've always enjoyed the one after it. Yeah, but no, but that's not normally the case. That's what I'm saying, though. No, but you specifically. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I thought I meant you as in one. No, I mean you as yeah. in you. Um, I, but I, but I think that but I think most people don't. No, you know, no. I think that I think that a lot of the time the episode that comes after a big episode often um, gets compared to that, and um, mm. you know, and and I think that that's unfortunate, and I think that a lot of the time. For some of the most underrated episodes of TV shows are in, like I always, the one the example I always use is the episode that comes directly after Trials and Tribulations, the episode of Deep Space Nine where they go back to 60s Star Trek. Mm. The episode after that is a really good episode, but it never comes up whenever people talk about Deep Space Nine. And mm. I think it got lost in the glare right. a little bit. Um, and don't get me wrong, I must say this is, not, this is a, 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 an absolute banger of an episode, but I think it was definitely above average. And I think that this is one of those episodes where I think sometimes when people say this is the best episode of a show, often they're episodes that aren't indicative of what the show actually is. Yeah. Like if you look at Buffy, things like Once More with Feeling or Hush, they're not actually, they're no, very special they're very, episodes. They're very, yeah. Fringe is another example of that, uh, that that does that a lot of the time. The X-Files definitely, like, if you look at the top five episodes of the X-Files, most of them are episodes from three, four, seasons three, four, and five, and they're all off-brand episodes. Right. Where, you know, like the black and white episode or the musical, you know, things like that. Mm. And, um, and I think that happens with a lot of shows. And I think that, like, with Star Trek's a good example of that. If you look at Star Trek Next Generation, people always look at the big, epic two-parters, yeah. the chain of command and um, the um, best of both worlds and all that. But really, what that show did best isn't actually that. Mm. It's the smaller kind of workplace drama, yeah. familial stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, 
I just think that that if if you want to show somebody what this show does well, this is probably a better example of that than the last week's episode or the Gemma on the Alien Planet episode or any of the other really highly regarded episodes, you know. But uh, but anyway, yeah, so... And that's not taking away from those episodes. Oh, God, no, 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 absolutely. It's just that these are the ones that you prefer. Yeah, yeah, and, and, no, absolutely, but I think that when a show runs for, say, seven seasons, it's not seven seasons of quirky, uh, rule-bending episodes. No. The guts of the show is the team having adventures. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that's why people watch the show. It's like... Um, you know, people not going for the obvious hero of things. Like if you, in Harry Potter, if your favourite character is Harry or Lord of the Rings, if your favourite character is Frodo, you sort of like, why is it not Aragorn? Why is it not... Exactly, exactly. And that's that's a lot of modern, you know, recent mm. um, conversation gets tainted by it. But it's a little bit like, it's like food. It's like if you... If you go and are having taster plates, sometimes a really interesting, unique flavour will jump out and you'll be like, oh, and you, it'll really make an impression on you. But you wouldn't want to eat plate after plate of that. You know, it's it's that kind of thing. It's, it's Well, the reason the reason it's a highlight is because it's a highlight. It's yeah. not the everyday meat and veg. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, but yeah, so... Or veg, if you're a vegetarian. <laughs> yes, veg and veg. <laughs> so... Um, I was going to say, Kitson City looks cool from the outside. I like the design of it. I like the way that it's kind of, it's weird. It's, it's kind of an interesting combination of science fiction ideas because it's the neon Blade Runner-y kind of uh, ground level of Coruscant um, gambling planet. Mm. But there's a little bit of kind of Mad Max road warrior-y post-apocalypticness to it. So it's yeah. kind of, it's an interesting sort of combination. Well, and, that was Anthony Michael Hall, wasn't it? Playing yes, yes, it was yeah, of yeah. John Hughes uh, movies fame. Mm. Um, they accidentally beam into the bar. And I love the idea. I just love the very concept of this episode. Just the idea that um, they're in this entire situation, and it's kind of we- it's weirdly believable mm. that this is the kind of thing that would happen. Is that Enoch doesn't know how to use these transporter rings very well, and it's obviously just sent them back to where they were before, which is yeah. the last place that they want to be, because hence the wanting to escape from there. And then just some jagov bloody beams off with it, and they're stuck in, ex- in exactly the same situation that they were before. Yeah, you know, it's one of those weird, random things that's insane enough to actually happen, just not on an alien yeah. planet, of course. Or I, I love it when Simmons is like, "Oh, I just want to go home." Like I felt that in my bones. Yeah, yeah. Um, just the the tired kind of. I've had enough now. I'm at my limits. It's like day four at a music festival. <laughs> you know, you're like, I just want a bath. I yeah. just want a toilet. Um, and ever do the classic thing as well, where everyone stops and stares at them, and the music stops, but then it resumes, and they carry yeah. on talking because, you know, well, it's Kitson. So bad shit happens all the, all the time. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, so they're back where they started. Um, the so they're stranded again on the planet. Um, I love the fact that. Um, Fitz is like talking to me like he's like you betrayed us, saved us, and stranded us <laughs> in like the last three days. Um, we see the Shield team, uh, well May really bringing in Snowflake and Sarge to uh, Shield HQ. Uh, lots of it turns a lot of heads, obviously, because of the the Coulsoniness of yeah. uh, of Sarge. Um, 
it's nice to see Deke again. Back. Very nice there. to see Deke Because um, yeah. I, I remember when we were first watching the show, it always felt like, so is Deke now just his character who might show up now and again, like Hunter. Yeah. You know, like when Hunter popped back in the yeah. last season. Yeah. But this is the episode where, I think, I mean, now he's he's a regular on the show. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, so, um, they tell them about the Shrike. Um and this is where Sarge starts saying, look, you need to let me go or everyone dies. But he's still keeping his cards close to his chest. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that you get another scene of everyone updating each other on who's alive and who's dead and alive again. <laughs> um, there's lots of quite good fun stuff uh, between Simmons and Fitz about her talking about the last time she was here, she was enjoying like waves of euphoria. Yeah. And he's like, what on earth is what happened when I was yeah. just here? Um, well, there's sort of the undercurrent of what were causing the waves of euphoria. He doesn't know that she's eaten something. No, absolutely, like, absolutely. That could be like orgasm reference. Well, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and the scene before this as well, when they're all like catching up on who's dead and who's not, it's, again, it's the show remembering that certain people were privy to certain things and yeah. other people weren't. And it, and again, it, it keeps track of that stuff really well. Um, we see... Um, the yeah the green bouncer of Mr. Kitson appear. We see Yo Yo goes to see Jacko. I keep wanting to say Jaco because <laughs> of these face name. Like, Jaco, ow, <laughs> uh, ow. Um, that's a Star Trek these space nineteen, by the way, in case people think I've lost my mind. Um, <laughs> so um, we see Jaco uh, talk of his planet and his family. Uh, we see Sarge save at the. Um, Talk about the creator and Max getting all religious again and saying, oh, there's only one God. And that reminds me a little bit of um, Steve Rogers, you know, with Loki. Like, there's there's only one God, sir, and he doesn't look like that, you know, Mm. that whole kind of thing. Um, And I like the fact that um, Sarge is like, oh, this is one of those planets, you know, where you need to, you need the deities to just feel good about yourselves. Yeah. so we see Deke, uh, Deke thinks that Michael Jordan invented shoes, <laughs> which I like, which is reasonable. I love that. It's a little bit like uh, Lorraine in Back to the Future thinking that Marty's name's Calvin Klein. You know, yeah. it's, it's one of those sort of things. I love the fact that he's actually wearing the vintage 88 Jordans yeah. rather than having them in a fucking perspex case. case. Yeah. yeah. He starts trying to impress Daisy with his sort of influencer startup spiel, but she's not going for it. Um and Deke doesn't understand when she says that they found Fitz, uh, which basically pisses him off because no one told him. And it proves his multiverse theory. And he confronts Mac about it. And he says he would have gone with them. And Mac initially is angry, but then becomes sympathetic. Because I think Mac is man enough to sort of be like, um, this is reasonable, you know. So uh, well, Mac takes know, a step back. He does take <laughs> a step back and say, hey, I've been whack. Yeah, I have been whack. Um, so he asks Deke for... Um, Tech help. Uh, and, and, and I think what they're basically saying so there pick is... Pick up the slack. That's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in case they get hacked. But, uh, but, but that's the point, is that that's the, that's the way of making Deke a regular on the show. He's, yeah. now, he's the tech guy. He's the tech guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Daisy was that tech person, but she's busy. Yeah, yeah. She's now just a sort of assistant manager. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is indeed Anthony Michael Hall, genre legend himself, uh, as Kitson. This is where we get the whole Eli will be sent to the brothels. I do not know what I'm feeling about that. Um, I love that bit. And, and basically, what what they're doing is you've got um, the the bikery looking guy, and then Fitzsimmons or holding. It's actually quite a clever idea, really, in a sadistic way. 
they're all holding the chains of their own guillotine and then it's a kind of last person mm. uh, uh, holding it kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, I love the girlish scream that Fitz lets out when it slips through his hands a little bit there. That was an amazing scream. It yeah. Was, yeah. And we see a woman who looks like she's, she is so, um, and I know that this was much later than that, she's so 2005 sci-fi. Like Eon Flux Fifth or, Element. Or yeah, or one of those kind of like yeah. the Red Bob. That's a yeah. uh, it's a little farscapey as well. It's just, it's a very yeah. sort of early to mid two thousands sci fi thing. Uh Stargate, the T V series. Um, the same accent as um oh who's the Don't guy? ask me about accents. Who's the guy uh that um you know, the dude who designed the Death Star? Oh, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. She's got the same oh, okay. Um But she saves them. Um, we we use um, Anthony Michael Hall. So we through the use of an electrified chain, he rigs the um, the competition. So yeah. the uh, the random tough gets decapitated. Indeed. We learn that uh, I like I like that it's the same tough who had come on to Simmons yes. when she was high yeah. as well. Uh, we learn that Sarge has actually got the same DNA as Coulson. Um, we see Daisy talk to Mac about Yo-Yo as well. She's kind of like, ah, oh, you know, I just hope it would work out for you crazy kids. I thought she'd um, have you back. Exactly. And um, <laughs> Mac. Yeah. So uh, the team head out uh, to get the Shrikes. Check or breathe some fire, which I was not expecting. Uh, and let me ask you this, actually. Sorry, it's a slight, slight tangent here, but I, I, it's good a time as any. Mm. Without, obviously, without giving anything away, can you remember what the deal is with Sarge and why he and Coulson look the same. No, because I can't. No, I, I, so I'm looking forward to finding out. I again. really can't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm wondering whether that's going to be one of those things where I'm go- going to remember before they actually reveal it because something will shake it loose. But yeah. um, as it stands at the moment, I can't remember. No, I can't remember. So, because I think I no, I, no, no, it's not. It's gone. Yeah, gone. no. Uh, this is the season. Like I could remember. The last episode quite well. Yeah. But this is the fuzziest season for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Same here. Yeah. Same here. Um, we see the team nab the two guys that are being inhabited by the Shrike. Mm. Uh, we learn about, is it Ezel or Izel? Izel. Um, and that she's looking for stolen artifacts and uh, wants to go to Earth. We get more of Sarge continuing to seem worryingly confident, even when Mac tells him that that, that he's failed, that, you know, mm. we've, that um, old Jake over Dragon um, has uh, been And he's basically going, hmm, yeah. have I? Yeah, yes. Have I? <laughs> it's the, uh, I always think of the, um, not enough people say this in films anymore, very well. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like, very well, you continue. So they put the two in the same cell, which when we were watching, Hannah was like, I can't believe they put the two in the same cell. It just it does I feel mean, like that's a... that's Agents of Shield 101. You yeah. don't put two bad guys together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know I, I don't have the blueprints of um the uh the Zephyr in front of me, but it does feel like they should have a way of being able to keep people um separate. Um but what I would t- have thought that they would have sedated both of them. Yeah. You know, bring them in. Well, we don't know. I mean, uh, uh, you could hand wave it and say that they're worried about what that would do. Or yeah, Um, I'm very proud of his next notes. One of the Shield team gets killed when they shrike back. (laughs) Oh yes. Um, 
they make a deal because <laughs> things are going pear shaped on the plane and uh, Mac. I mean, basically, is, what turns it is Yo Yo is yeah. go is but the thing in I don't line get is, Mac doesn't ha- could just be like no, yeah. like when like at the end when when Sarge puts his wrist up, Mac should have just been like <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We learned well, that like, it's a cold. Pull cross fingers. Out yeah, yeah, yeah. So we learned that the cold can uh, get them, and this is where we get the uh, the Tolger line. Tolger, um, and um, and then we get the final scene with Fitzsimmons and their new friend uh, taking the ship back. Mm. Enoch goes to leave, and he says his mission is complete. He needs to find a home for his people, and he gives him a communication device. device. And this is where we get the nice line where he says, I will not miss you, by the way, I'm bluffing. But that's, yeah. so, that's so Star Trek. I love and, it. And I, my note here is, I think that this scene is too nice to be a bumper scene. I feel oh, like, I I feel like it it's almost... a really emotional scene. I feel yeah. like it's one of the most substantial. Because usually those post credit scenes are either a silly little comedy beat or a oh yeah. moment, you know. Like if somebody you think's good's eyes going evil eyes or something. Um, but I mean, that's, it's super dated. The moment where he, you know, he there's a, a, a nice little moment where he's learned some human lesson or some lesson about human behaviour yeah. and uses it at a kind of emotionally resonant moment. But uh, any final thoughts on this episode, Hannah, before we wrap up? Um, just continues to gain momentum and be amazing as always. Can't wait to watch the next one, and I'm just really enjoying sharing this with all of our lovely listeners. Yes, indeed. Uh, speaking of which, uh, emails, by the way, guys, rewatchprojectpodcast at gmail.com, and or comments on YouTube. Uh, and please do follow the lead of our listeners who have sent us voicemails. It's really easy to do. You don't need to be a podcaster or have any fancy technology. You can just record a voice memo on your phone and then just fire it off as a, a tangent or just do a video and we'll just pull the audio sometimes it's easier just to do that and you can just attach that and send it to us through email Uh, even if it is literally just to let us know who you are and that you're listening to the show and uh, what your thoughts on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are and also please check out our friend shows and reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts appreciated and we are also on social media Instagram and Twitter where we are at Rewatch Proj that's Rewatch P-R-O-J so what are we talking about next time Hannah? The next episode is called Collision Course Part 1. Part 1? They're not going to make it, Hannah. (laughs) 42 minutes isn't enough time. To face the galaxy-hopping hate beast that eats planets, the team on Earth asks for help in all the wrong places, while back on the Lazy Comet, something weird goes on with Izel's crew. Hate beast, you say? Mm. Blimey. It is directed by Kristen Wendell, Wendell. Sorry. And written ooh by Jeffrey Bell and Craig Titley. Excellent stuff. Good, good times. Okay, well that's us for now, and we will be back to discuss that very soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.